well, you know what's going on. We got 434, episode number. Oh, man. A, a numerical palindrome. It is. It's a third of the way to 1302. That's mm-hmm. the other thing that's exciting. It's, uh, you know what's also exciting? We've got a lot of movies to talk about at first. We're like, oh, there's going to be other movies than The Predator. Damn right there's going to be other movies than The Predator. And we've got a first-time guest uh, first today. First-time guest. Mm-hmm. Who's, uh, he's got, to, he, he's going to talk about a movie we didn't cover. No, no. One that slipped through the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Granted, Neil probably covered it on the website, but uh, <laughs> I don't think we talked about it. We haven't talked about Mm-mm. it. Um... And, uh, yeah, some controversy around a movie. There's a, there is, a lot of yes. business to discuss there is, uh, There's a lot of controversy um, um, logistically, content-wise, and uh, morally. Morally. So there a is of... a lot of controversy around this movie. Yeah, not uh-huh. just a bad script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, um, <laughs> a um, four-year-old editor was also involved. Huh. So, <laughs> so there's a... Uh, you know, there's that. I'm like, oh, okay. This was edited by a four-year-old. Fantastic. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. And then the studio came in and re-edited it. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. Uh, first time uh, guest? First time guest. A comic mm-hmm. we've both known for a long time. Yes. Um, and uh, here he is, Darren Carter. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Darren Carter from the Pocket Party Podcast. Nice. (laughs) Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. Man, you know what? I'm I'm excited to do a podcast again. I did did one a while ago. I had a partner. He quit. I let a couple years go by. I said, let me try to focus. That never happens in podcasting. I know, right? (laughs) I know. And so I'm telling you. Chris and I keep waiting for the other guy (laughs) to quit. And then what? Yeah. We, yeah. we 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 keep showing up every week with like a timer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just a tick 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 tick. That's yeah. great though because you know what? Like, I, I love your chemistry and I love I love being back in the podcast game. It's like you know, I mean, I game for- is a strong word. Well, yeah, I for- <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, I forgot how much I love it, man. Milu, milieu. It's uh, do you find that by doing a podcast, it makes you uh, it's easier to have conversations with strangers. That's a great question. I it never is a really great it. question. Because yeah. I think it does. Like, I think, yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, I do feel like I can have an in-depth discussion with anybody about anything, anywhere, Yeah. and not feel weird like. Yeah, without this, a microphone. Without a microphone. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't feel, yeah. I, I don't ever feel like, and maybe I've always sort of been that way mm-hmm. a little bit. I think part of it is, I think comedians were sort of yeah. geared that way a little bit. Right. But I do, mm-hmm. I do think like, I... And when something isn't as in, in, in depth as I want it to be, I, mean, I was like, eh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible guest. Oh wait, know, I'm not like, recording. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that is an interesting thing to bring up because I think before, like you know, let's say 15 years ago or something, you do, you know, you, maybe you have an interaction at the airport or you know, and and it was more like an annoyance a little bit, not all the time, but like because I was afraid that the person was going to be like, oh, you're a comedian, so now here we go, you know, and, right? So what's it like to bomb and tell me this, something funny? Yes, so yeah, but yeah. but because uh, yeah, that kind of thing. But why hasn't the middle yeah. money changed in 12 years? Right. <laughs> 12. <laughs> Yeah, 12, yeah, yeah, 25, 25 30? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I find now, maybe it's what what I find with podcasting, it's like, now I, it's it's sort of opened up that door in my mind to like, maybe ask about the other person. No, <laughs> no to like find out, and I find people are interesting, and especially if you can get them talking, and then I'm almost like, man, this guy would be actually be a really good guest, you know, in a sense, even if it's like for a segment. Well, it's what right. it's, you know? it's, and it's one of the things we obviously we covered in earbuds available at comedyfilmers.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> but and iTunes, but yeah. um, 
It is one of the cool things about this when you think about it. You, you know, you were asking us before we recorded how long we've been doing this. We've been doing this for nine years. And maybe you asked us on the air. I don't remember. Anyway, it's all the same. <laughs> Whether someone's recording or not. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. I think about, you know, literally this is our 434th episode. We've done 80-some spoiler reps. We've done over mm-hmm. 500 episodes of in-depth conversations and mm-hmm. all the guests we've had. Some of them, some of them, a lot of them are, are like comics such as yourself. Yeah. Comics we've known, yeah. but like for many years, many years. But we yeah. haven't, we don't hang out. We haven't right. been on the road together, you yeah. know, in forever. And so, like either a comic like you that comes in here, and we get to kind of catch up and see where you're at and what you've been doing, and you know, even the like, oh, I saw this movie with my wife and child. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yeah. you got a kid. <laughs> I didn't. Darren has a wife and a kid. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I didn't yeah. know that. Or the yeah. comic that we don't that I don't know at all that we just booked on the show mm-hmm. yeah. and to hear where they, what they've Turns been out they doing. love horror movies or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Like that. <laughs> and they tell us about, so, oh, I'm working on this cool project or something and it's just like mm-hmm. you really get to, you know, as Aisha says in the movie, like it, it changed her view of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you hear all of these different points of view and different ideas and it really makes you go, oh, wow, there's always another view on something that maybe I hadn't considered, be it not just movies, politics, social yeah, things, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess the answer is yes to your question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the longest yeah. podcast yeah. version possible. Yeah. Do you find this, yeah. when you go on the road and you're doing morning radio, did you got to re- remember to give a short, Yes, I'm Sound used to, I'm, mighty yeah, so I'm used to mm-hmm. the long podcast and yeah. you can just sort of meander and mm-hmm. go in right. and out of and, and you and, can curse yeah mm-hmm. you can yes and I also find you know that it's I just did the Orlando Improv and I felt like okay I did two radio spots and, a, and then a, the third one was a, a podcast and the first two I don't think they did anything I don't think I honestly don't think it was like a big table with four or five DJs and they're all mm. like ringing a bell you know like right crap. right but I, I don't think it was really nobody came to the show saying I heard you so the next ep, the next radio station spot was was a lot but be- I enjoyed a lot better it was just a female and a male and then you know I felt like there was great energy vibe and yeah, less bells. And that was really good, but still nobody really came up. But then the third one I did was a podcast, and it was these two guys. It was called Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan. And I guess they used to be in the radio world, and then they did a podcast, mm-hmm. and then the radio station said, okay, you got to make a decision. But these guys, they're, they're making so much more That's money. That's good old media. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You they know, make make a decision. Yeah. You have yeah, a yeah. lot of listeners. We don't want them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... And and of course that's people came to my show from listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's such an interesting thing, you know. It, and and we, you know, interviewed Preston and Steve from Philly, right? right. So they have a huge mm. on. They have a huge morning radio show. They've been at the top there for years, yeah. and they got into taking their morning show and putting it online as a podcast early. Smart. When a lot of radio yeah. stations sort of resisted podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they realized then that it expanded their fan base. It does. And and I remember like when I would go on the road a lot with Doug Benson, he and we would do some morning thing. He would always ask, anybody here because you saw us on this thing? And almost no one would ever clap. And then he'd go, How many people will listen to Doug Loves Movies? Woo! Yep. Wow. Just to prove to the club, sort of. Yeah. You know. This is like where this the marketing's is a, going. This is a real yeah. thing. This is yeah, because mm-hmm. they used to kind of like remember, kind of like oh, a little podcast or yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like oh it, no, it's 
I remember I did. It's a, a targeted yeah. audience. It is, and, mm-hmm. they, and you know, people spend so much time. I mean, I when I listen to podcasts, it's like you get to know that the host and the people. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember I was in Omaha, and the the radio DJ she goes, she goes, yeah, the station won't let us have, like, they won't let us promote our Facebook or Twitter. Like, they want us to <laughs> go to the the radio station's website. Old and I'm business like, model. Wow. Oh, I, know. I don't yeah. know if it's still like that. That was. They want us to use uh, typewriters. And <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's like, you can plug your stuff, but we're not. And if you're the to. fifth caller on this landline, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're only allowed to use the yellow yes. pages, not Google, <laughs> yeah. to find stuff. I know. Oh man. So, all right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Predator. We got to get into this movie. Um, now, I will say this. I are was. We, excited are we, we're going to do a spoiler movie. up. We are going to do a spoiler. Okay. Up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was a little mad at you last night for making me go see this movie, but yes. go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand the anger for sure. <laughs> You know, I was kind of expecting that text after I saw it. And I'm like, okay, I'm the you know, 10, 9, 8. And then I'm like, uh, are we doing a spoiler now? Because I wanted texting. to go see White Boy Rick. Yeah. And I was mm. hoping to see, and I texted you earlier and said, I'm going right. to think I can see both of them. I didn't have the time to see both of them because I'm right. editing this, this shoemaker thing. Mm-hmm. And so all I had time, and I was like, well, we got to see Predator because we're going to do a Predator spoiler app. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's not good. Well. The uh, I again I went in with like um, okay it's gonna be a fun Shane Blackie action eighties you know throwback right. Predator movie I liked the trailer I thought it looked fun um, I went in with low expectations all it had to be was mediocre to make me happy right. and I got Maze Runnered again oh man I totally got Maze Runnered again like uh, I watching this movie I'm thinking not only is this <coughs> not a good action movie it's not a good predator movie it's not a good sci-fi movie it's not a good movie like uh it literally i think it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen like uh like it was Mm. put together with like a chainsaw like everything from the editing to the acting to the writing to the directing everything was a jumble and a mess um like the film was trying to be funny at, at certain points, like, oh, it's a comedy. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, now it's, you know, really bloody, you know, extra gory action. I'm like, oh, okay, now we're saying funny lines. And now <laughs> we get to hear Olivia Munn say, eat my pussy over and over again yeah, in so one scene. Like I'm like, yeah. uh, and I'm like, what, what, I, I, I almost said to the screen, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? And, uh, but now normally, like, even mediocre editing doesn't stand out. Why does out. Thomas Hayden Church have Tourette's? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's. Uh, oh no, that was uh, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yeah. The Punisher. <laughs> Why did he have Tourette's? Yeah. E- exactly. Um, like. Oh, let's. Oh, there was also a lot of jokes at handicapped people's expense in this movie. I like, just, oh, he's on the spectrum. Like, uh, he's retarded. I was uh, literally you know, like, like, are uh, we really? We're doing the Tourette's joke? Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, This I is get... from morning radio in the yeah, 80s, yeah, yeah. like I, literally. I mean, I get that, you know, you want to try to do like, you know, an 80s throwback a little bit, but you don't have to do that. That's not That's not the best <laughs> yeah. way to do it. Let's leave that in the um, 80s. But, but like, like normally, like mediocre editing, you don't really see. Like, you know, good editing is seamless. Uh, bad editing sticks out like a sore thumb. Like this was one of the worst, the most poorly edited films I've ever seen. And I don't know what happened. It's like, uh, well, did the, you know, the studio come in and like re-edit it? Did, you know, was there something like with the director do a cut and then, you know, someone else came in and did a cut? Like even like obviously sloppy stuff like, oh, the Predator is going into the spaceship. And then the next mm. shot is like, oh no, now the Predator is behind the Jeep. Like, uh, and then there, to the, <laughs> like, to the um, yeah. small sloppy stuff, like, uh, like, oh, here's a character, you know, walking 
you know, through the battlefield. Now here's that same character. Now he's wearing sunglasses. Like, like a little, little dumb, like mm. poorly edited stuff like that. But then just the fact that like some of the stuff didn't even look like it cut together. Like you're, oh, well, you're, you know, like you're editing two different movies together. Like, you know, the lighting is off. Like it was an unbelievable mess. And then I read in the trivia, the Chain Black revealed that the rough cut was so dark, it was nicknamed the night cut and led to reshooting the third act. You know, it always bodes well for a film if you have to reshoot the entire third act. That's mm. really, you've got something special there. <laughs> um, so it, it was it was an unbelievable mess from start to finish. And let's be clear, the Predator movies are not great movies. No. You know, they're, not, they're not great movies. But they have that kind of, you know, nostalgia feel to it. You know, yeah. you, you kind of remember them a little bit more warmly. <laughs> you know, you've got Schwarzenegger. You've got, yeah. you know, sci-fi action. You've got Jesse Ventura. You've got, like, all these kind of fun, fond memories of, like, the 80s movies. And then the, the other movies, too. You've got Predator 2, Aliens versus Predator, Requiem, and Predators. So there is room for a reinventing of this franchise. This movie was not it at all. Yeah, it was... And we'll get into the specifics of the actor that, you know, was they, that Olivia Munn found out. She did a scene with this guy. That yeah, what did what uh, Simon said last, last week when we were talking about the movies? Like, oh, yeah, the movie had an actual predator in it. Yeah, it had an actual yeah. predator. This guy was busted for yeah, yeah. trying to have sex with a 14-year-old 10 years right. ago. Mm-hmm. And we'll go into all that yeah. in the in the in the spoiler app because I started I didn't wasn't really aware I mean we talked about it a little right, bit last right. week but I didn't really like investigate it right when I was in the movie theater getting so mad at how bad it was I started, started going, looking at I started going <laughs> well that's not going to make you feel less angry and I got so <laughs> mad <laughs> uh, I will say this um, if you're directing a big budget studio film and you're Shane Black where you have a fair amount of free reign on an action <laughs> film <clears throat> how hard is it not to hire your pedophile friend. Mm. Is it is it that hard to not and, hire your sec, hire your sexual like, predator you know, friend? I, I you know, don't don't. And it's like you know, uh, people deserve second chances. Armed robbery, yeah, you know, yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. DUI, okay, to get in recovery, trying to have sex with a fourteen year old. Mm. I, I that that doesn't. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I that that's like. I, I can't think of any friends of mine that if they did that, I, I would be like, hey, man, you know, just... Hey, everybody makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> I'd be like... Yeah. If you're a registered sex offender, like, you know, that's kind of like a permanent record thing. It's a permanent record. Mm-hmm. And I understand some people are like, you know, someone got... I heard like somebody went streaking, they got one, then they got registered as a sex yeah, offender. Well, right, that's right. like... That's oh, different. That's yeah, messed yeah. up where they, yeah. they, them and their girlfriend were having sex in a in the park and they got right, busted right. i'm like well that's just mm-hmm. the, 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 too strict of a law yeah but this sorry mm-hmm. man yeah under the age of consent was yeah. the guy i'm sorry he was still in the movie well they what cut happened him out. Was they, they cut, cut him out yeah oh. yeah olivia munn found out and she's the one that had like a like a scene with him yeah and then she was like no this this needs to be cut oh out. my and, god and I'll, I'll give the wow. studio credit they did they took they, took they did out. but she yeah uh, what do you think that guy was thinking, like, when he was driving to work every day, knowing the name of the movie he's in is called The Predator? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was his stomach in knots? Like, yeah. I hope nobody finds out. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh. Thank God no one has the internet. Like, what yeah, was he, yeah, what yeah. Was no he? one's going to look him up. But that, that, mm. that issue... Just to put aside for a second, and it's mm. not, it's not a, I'm not dismissing no. this issue. <laughs> this is a, 
this is a bad movie. Terrible film. Mm. And Terrible film. I applaud Olivia Munn for speaking out. I really do. You know what else didn't save the movie? The Predator Dogs. Oh, God. There, there was like Predator Dogs mm. that a Predator brought with him from Predator oh. Planet. And, oh. uh, um, you know, they were running around and then one of them got friendly and was fetching. So I'm like, oh, this is, you know, it's charming. Now we can have Predator Dogs. It, it was... Do they look cool? Like, like no, no, oh. they, no. The they only looks, thing that yeah. looked cool there was like an uber predator that mm. was like a, a bigger giant predator that was like massive. Wow. Like that was that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, oh, and this goes nowhere. Fantastic. <coughs> yeah, even better. The dialogue uh, was, was bad. so bad. Like every so line, you like you just you just cringe. And you're and you're looking at you're looking at yeah. people who are like Olivia Munn. I like her. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's yeah. funny. Uh-huh. You know, she was really funny on G4. Ten, I mean, like when she came up to it, she's funny. And they always, they always do that thing, too, with uh, like, you know, first of all, she's gorgeous. Sure. And then the first scene, you know, she's in a lab coat and is like, Dr. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's right. Another gorgeous scientist that's yeah. going to be able to handle a gun and uh, and show up all the soldiers, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that'll be a better shot than they are. Fantastic. Um, so... You know, one of the things, too, I wonder if, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger read the script. Like, um, he turned down the opportunity to return as Dutch. Like, there was going to be a scene at the end where, yeah. uh, you know, he comes back as Dutch and, like, you know, come with me or whatever. Come with and, me. Uh, yeah, come and, with me. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you got to do the voice, man. He said, you do no, the voice. yeah, yeah, come with me. This is the guy that came to do the <laughs> yeah. Expendables, right? He yeah, came yeah. for Expendables yeah, yeah. 3 or something? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. the Predator, he was kind of the star of that movie. So he wanted to, like, you know, he must have had a pretty good reason. And he did. He's selling. Yeah. Mobile Strike video game. Yes, yeah. And he said no to this. Yeah, he sure did. And a cameo. He would have been in and out in one day. Mm-hmm. They would have shot like it a million dollars in his backyard mm-hmm. if yeah, you asked yeah, him to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, this oh, would have been I a very little time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, absolutely terrible film from start to finish, from top to bottom. And uh, even you know when you add the controversy on top yeah. of it, I don't know what happened. You know, I was reading like. Uh, you know, if you're like, I, then I went online. I'm like, well, are people digging this movie? Like, are you know, is it just us, the reviewers, that are like, you know? And yeah. no, a lot of people are not enjoying this film. However, there is that uh, that group of people that like, well, I read all the bad reviews and I saw the movie and like, you know, it wasn't that bad. Oh no, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, what really was that bad? Stop apologizing for this movie. You know, stop. Yeah. Uh, you know, stop making excuses for this movie. This like, is a shitty movie. You know, don't say it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Do you guys ever, um, you know, being in, you know, with having this podcast and being film nerds, do you, um, do you ever get like a streak of movies like that where it's like one bad movie, two bad, and then three or four, and you're just like, man, this, this, what? You You know know what? It's kind of like seasons. It's like, uh, you know, this is we're kind of in a dumping ground area before the Oscars start, and then also, so you've been through this before. You're like, okay, I know what this is. There's another one in February, but that's changing as more studios Mm. are releasing bigger budget and better movies uh, in February. It's why I was haven't figured out the end. It's why I was kind of mad because I wanted to see White Boy Rick. Right. Because yeah. that looks like an Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if it misses... Because I, I was like, even if that movie sort of misses the mark, yeah. isn't as good as the, the trailer makes it out to be or something, I can't imagine it's going to be this stupid. <laughs> no. You know, mm-hmm. like, I would... I, I imagine if I were to have a critique of White Boy Rick, I'd go, yeah, it was okay here, but this scene was a little off, but this scene was really great. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going to go on record right now saying it had better editing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, having never seen yeah. the script, it had a better script. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I will bet even, you a billion dollars. Yeah, even Arnold wanted to be in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will play white boy Rick. Yeah. It's a it's a 15-year-old Arnold. I can be young. Yeah. Get I through am, the chopper. I will yeah. always be young. <laughs> I work out every day and eat mm. the healthy foods. <laughs> So um, yeah, this this movie. The, I, I, ho- I hope yeah. it kills the franchise, and I hope it Disney goes. You know what? We'll take all of the Fox yeah. assets, but Predator. Yeah, because <laughs> the, 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 the reason I asked it about the movie being bad, like I love it when I see a movie and and you and when the movie ends and you're like you're loving it and you you just can't you just keep, right. it sits with you and you you walk out of the movie theater and the, you're just like you were taken away for that two hours you didn't want to look at your phone you didn't want right. to look at mm-hmm. you know not that I do that anyways but you know what I mean you didn't even think about that you were so into this movie that it was great I love that feeling and a dumb sci-fi yeah. action movie can easily yeah. do that if it's put together properly you're right, coming right. in yeah. with high expectations no no mm-hmm. you're like I'm gonna get some popcorn gonna chill yeah. it's gonna be great yeah. uh-huh. air condition like well, last week yeah. we talked about peppermint yeah Mm-hmm. Peppermint is yeah. not going to get any nominations. <laughs> no, uh-uh. but it was a blast. I had right. a I had a fun time. Jennifer Garner went around, just kicked everyone's yeah. ass. Great. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and all I need is predators cutting people up and everyone fighting them. And crazy uh, soldier shooting. Soldier yeah. alien, yeah. and then and, there's uh, a covert op group. That oh I don't my god! Trust. Yeah, and one of my favorite parts at the beginning was, uh, you know, granted, you're a sniper, you're a trained killer, mm-hmm. you may have some PTSD. I get that. You're estranged from your family, your wife, and your kid. However, no matter how fucked up you are, chances are you're not going to mail back to your son at home a box full of alien weaponry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that. The dumbest rationalization yeah, yeah, ever for yeah, that in the spoiler yeah. up. The way they explain that away yeah, like, was the worst. <laughs> like really, you know, I, you know, I, there's a lot of bad dads out there, but I'm even. I think even like a drug dealer who left, you know, when you were born, well, wouldn't send you a box full of alien predator weapons. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have one buddy you trust. Yeah, I know. Gonna... Well, that's the thing too. Like with, with the cast, like because that guy. Um, Boyd Holbrook, he's from Narcos. He's really good in that. He's the guy from Logan too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's really good. He's coming on the scene as this good action, you know, conflicted guy. All the actors in this movie oh, were pretty, pretty decent. good. Yeah, it's the guy from Moonlight. Yeah, he's yeah. he's uh, and mm-hmm. he's playing this wacky. Mm. The kid from the room. I know. I mean, there's all these. Oh, you guys have all done better movies. Yes, like within a year. Yeah. Within a year of each other. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a really solid yeah. cast. And yeah. So I felt like, you know, when they sent the script out to all these great actors, it just had on the cover paycheck movie. Like literally, like uh, <laughs> this is what you're going to do between the movies that you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all went, they all got up every morning and went, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. give everything I got to this. Right. And oh, you... oh, good. No, more pages that don't match the pages we got yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they you could tell they were trying their damnedest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they had fun working together and they worked mm. hard and did a great job. Mm. Considering, like, yes. <laughs> it's like putting a, a, a really good, the, like a, the Super Bowl champion football team on an ice rink. Right. And expecting yeah. them in yeah. cleats right. <laughs> to mm. do well playing that. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so I, let's. I want to talk. So now we're talking about movies that um, you don't have big expectations for, but right. they're just fun action movies. Darren, you saw yeah. Death Wish, the Bruce Willis yes, one that came out remake. a little while ago, the mm-hmm. remake. Because yeah. we were talking about the Dash with movies last week with the Peppermint I think, episode. I think Eli Roth directed that. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, because you know he's 
he's a crazy violent director. <laughs> like, I'm sure there was some crazy violence in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually loved it. You know, I, I like that genre. I guess because, you know, also I have a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been, you know, I want to, you know, be a good dad. So luckily my wife takes him mostly to the movies. Mm-hmm. But I'll go sometimes and I'm like, okay, the Minions and Captain Underpants and I don't know, just Ant-Man. I mean, those kind of movies, like, whatever. You know, I'm not really into them, but it's nice being with the family. Um, sure. But that was a movie that I did a, a set, the Long Beach Laugh Factory, and it was great because I was like, I was able to do comedy, and then afterwards, I said, I told my friend, meet me in, at the Glendale Gallery at the uh, the Americana. We're gonna watch Death Wish. Uh, you know, we got, I got tickets for the last showing. Yep, and without my ten year old kid. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> so we we went there, got the popcorn, and I'm watching the movie, and it was the kind of movie that I that I grew up loving. You know, that the kind right. of movie where it's like mm-hmm. a revenge, like something bad happens, and he goes back, and one by one he gets him, and then he gets carried away, and he sees like some hoodlums doing something and he walks over like a tough guy like hey you want to put that down yeah what are you gonna do about it what am i gonna do about it you know that kind of stuff <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i love that kind of stuff you know like they were harassing like the ice cream man you know these gangsters and he just walks mm-hmm. right up to him and give him back his eye. i mean i don't remember the lines or anything but it was just incredible like i loved it you know i drove home going this is fun you know right. and i know like if you people that are diehard charles bronson fans they probably aren't gonna like but i'm like you know what it's what's in the theaters now and i'm and it doesn't hurt yeah. any of the charles bronson movies like, yeah uh, you and, know, and yeah. the originals are not <laughs> right you're yeah, not remaking yeah. the godfather yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i know exactly so we get so, the idea so none of those death wish movies won oscars are you sure yeah. <laughs> i don't think yeah. maybe the fourth one where they yeah. like they killed his gardener yeah or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. exactly costume nothing no no <laughs> Not score, no, not, not, no, none of them. Well, that's cool. Like that's, and you know what? And you, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I also learned something. You learn, like in the movie, don't do this. Was a, this is a thing that they did. They, um, this, I guess it's a spoiler alert, but not really. But um, you guys, you guys get the idea. So, uh, of why he would want this revenge. Um, when he uh, never leave uh, uh, or take your house key when you when you, and your information out of your car when you give it to the valet because the way that they found his Bruce Willis's families is they uh the valet uh they go into his glove compartment and then they saw like where his his house was on his register you know like your, your right. reg- yeah mm-hmm. mm, and they make duplicates of stuff of the, of the house key and then they go and they break in and yeah so I'm like mm, okay. it's actually not even that hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, registration. Don't leave it in the car. And this mm. movie, it has Vincent D'Onofrio. It has Elizabeth Shue in it. it has Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's like you know, and I'm sure it it and and also, you know, they're remaking Death Wish and they use Bruce Willis. Oh, all right. Yeah, of course yeah. it's Bruce yeah. Willis. Of yeah. course he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. pushed to no. the limit. He's had enough. Did they <laughs> set it up fit. for a sequel? <laughs> mm, I think they did. I forget. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I've got like entertainment Alzheimer's sometimes. I'll see it. I'm like, I don't even remember what happened, but I so enjoy it when I'm watching it. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. They got to do another one. Yeah. I mean, well, Denzel did a second equalizer. Bruce Willis can do another one. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, yeah, no yeah. one asked for at all. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I'm uh, asking for a second peppermint. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. <laughs> schnapps. Schnapps. Yeah. Peppermint schnapps. Schnapps, the sequel. And now the other thing that you uh, saw, watched recently, you told yeah. me, was the Elvis 68. You could just say one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for me to drag that out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, you contemplated talking yeah. about a thing you might have seen, and yeah. you possibly discussed it with me, like it's some yeah. sort of Senate hearing, and I don't yeah. want to confirm or deny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will not yield the floor, sir. <laughs> yeah. It was better than most, not as good as some. <laughs> the Elvis 68 comeback special. The Elvis 68 comeback. Man, I'm a huge Elvis fan, and mm. it was great. I like when they re-release these films, and and you know, it's like, I, I think, I want to say they only showed it maybe like two nights, different locations. We were a little fortunate to see it in Burbank, and there's scenes where they're in Burbank. So you and, saw it on the big screen. Yeah, the big screen. Oh. The big screen, man. Yeah. This and was like, a TV special. Yes. That's yes. awesome. It's kind of a trip, huh? When you think about it, this 68 comeback, and here we are in 2018 watching it. And it was awesome. Like, people are applauding after the songs and oh, screaming. Cool. And it was incredible, man. And then you're watching it, and you're, you know, of course, I know the songs, and some of them I didn't know. And then you're like, wow, there's a new Elvis song I never I never heard, you know? Um, uh, there's a song. Um, if I Can Dream? Well, of course, that one. You know, I love that one, the, the, the grand finale, which they wanted them to originally do like a Christmas song. But they, he didn't do it. Uh, he didn't do a Christmas song. Well, he did. If I, if I can, dream. can dream, because it was '68, so Bobby Kennedy and MLK had both been assassinated, yeah. mm. and the world was like falling mm. apart. The country was falling apart, and he was like, "I'm doing that song." That was Elvis's like, "I, I gotta, gotta do something. I gotta yeah. do something." Mm -hmm. And so that's why he he put that in there. And what the other thing too that I love about the '68 comeback special is he. Like and he jokes about it when he got when he's got the guys the Jordanaires on stage with them and they're just yeah. there's just audience people just sitting in the round and yeah. they're just up there jamming and goofing off and he goes wait a minute wait a minute hold on stop 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 yeah. and his lip is and goes wait a minute man yeah, yeah. oh here's my lip I did 28 pictures like this and they all just start <laughs> laughing yeah it's so just, good you see how funny he is yeah. You know? yeah it's like so funny and his personality and um there's a song called uh. You know it hurts me the way you whatever it hurts me, mm -hmm. and it's funny because like during that song, like he's singing like this slow like love song type of thing, but then they're doing karate, f he's fighting, yes. they're doing karate <laughs> fights, you know, like it's hilarious. Like that's wow, it doesn't go together, but that's hilarious, you know. Elvis like karate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean when he sings memories. Memories. Yeah, memories and he's just there's these girls in the front row I mean it's just bad the 68 comeback special is like yeah is unreal and you and the thing that I watch it that sort of bums me out is then you go god like yeah. you see yeah. how funny he was how talented he was yep. and how he could have made amazing movies it's kind of like yeah. watching burt reynolds in deliverance yeah oh, right. oh like, it's so good oh yeah, here yeah. comes then why are we doing stroke or ace yeah. and four yeah. bandit movies right you know and you <laughs> yeah. watch that and you think man elvis could have been this really i know and then you know the percocets and the uh, and yeah. then the jumpsuits and if you mm. could put on the weight mm. and you're just like oh man you know Those jungle rooms yeah, just all the craziness. And yeah. you're just like, it's such a bummer when you watch that 68 comeback special. There's another really good, um, I think, uh, This Is Elvis. Or yeah, that, yeah, This Is It, or not This that's Is It. The, but that's, that's the way the it way is, or something yeah. like that. That Elvis documentary. Yeah, that was great too, right? That's I, another thing. I saw that one out like four years ago. That <laughs> one is another great documentary. I, mean, I got to find the name of yeah, it. Yeah, Elvis, This Is, That Is It. Do either of the documentaries have like um, when he helped get the. Uh, the monument and the uh, <coughs> um, at uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, oh, the Hawaiian, uh, the one from Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. What what he did was like uh, I didn't see that. You know, there there was a uh, um, 
a monument for Pearl Harbor there. Yeah. But then, you know, he actually said, like, when he saw it, well, no, there should be a bridge out there so people could actually go where the, the boat sunk. Oh, so wow. he actually was instrumental in getting that built so people could actually go into the, you know, the, the water and actually wow. see where the, the ship had sunk. Yeah, this is Elvis. This is Elvis. Me. Yeah. In home movies and stuff like that. And the other thing about this is Elvis that's, again, now knowing that yeah. this is Elvis came out in 1981. He died in 77. Mm-hmm. It didn't really go into, mm. but now that we sort of know he had a yeah. real serious drug problem and some people within his inner circle came forward like Red and those guys and said he needs help. And, and you see that he had a lot of, you know, this is what happens when you get crazy rich. You've got people just handling you and not you're because if yeah. you get help or get clean, they might lose their payday. So yeah. like, and you right. kind of saw that in this is Elvis a little bit, man. It's like, like goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah. But if he dies, you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And if you say something, then you get cut out. You yeah. Know? Cause I'd heard that too, where you're like, Elvis, maybe you shouldn't, you know, come on, let's, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're sort of out of the group now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because you're a bummer to be around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, th- did you guys talk about Daddy's Home, too, or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, Darren. No. Would you like to? I don't, I, don't, I don't think we got to Daddy's <laughs> Home, too. Is there something you'd like to discuss mm-hmm. here, Oh, it's, now that you brought it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We, you, uh, you're like, what movies have you seen recently? And I was just like, because uh, I just keep thinking of those kids' movies that I have to see, but... I don't know, maybe because I have a family, you know, I have a wife mm-hmm. and a son, and we're, that was a movie that Daddy's Home to. I I thought it was hilarious. Like mm-hmm. with, I mean, there were some really funny scenes in that movie. That's Will you know? Ferrell and uh, Will Ferrell, Mark and, Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg and and uh, <laughs> I'm smiling for a picture. That's right, or something. He's rolling video. Oh, he's rolling video. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, all right, that's how I roll for video. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with Mel Gibson, and and I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought the movie was really funny and. There was uh, um, what's the father's name in the movie? He was uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, it was it was. I I really enjoyed. It. I saw it twice. Oh wow, oh, nice. yeah. good for you, Darren. Well, you know, that's no, it's good to hear because <laughs> did you see yeah. the first one? I did, and I thought I thought it was a little bit funnier than the first one. You know, I thought they were. Mm. I thought the first one was funny, but I just love the idea that you know uh, the two alpha male. You know. And then you got the other types, like the Will Ferrell and his. I just, I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. you know? Check it out. It's got to be right. uh, yeah. on DVD or streaming. Yeah. Yeah. That's but fine. maybe you have to be in the right mindset, though. Right. Maybe you got to be a dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta, maybe you got to be a dad. Yeah. Like, that is a mindset. Here's what uh, you need to do you need to watch The Predator <laughs> that you just saw like three or four times, and then you'll really enjoy Daddy's Home, too. Yes, no. easily. And again, I haven't yeah. seen either of the Daddy's Home movies. Both had better editing <laughs> than Predator. Uh, yeah. So I saw a movie, Bleach, um, this was interesting. I wanted to see this movie because uh, Netflix does something else. Like, you know, they kind of specialize in, like, series, and, uh, you know, they've been doing a lot of um, feature films, too. But what they also do, and unless you're a fan, you wouldn't know this, is they, they double down a lot on anime, like, because uh, there's a huge audience for anime. So they've got all these anime series, but Bleach was a live-action version of that. So what they do in Japan... <laughs> A lot of times is they um, uh, they'll make like a live action version of an anime, but you know these anime span you know many 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 episodes, and to make a like feature film like really condenses the storyline. So a lot of times the live action, they don't make sense because mm. you're you're cherry picking like uh, uh, even if they're American made, 
you know, based on anime, uh, like Death Note, uh, you know, they'll make even less sense. Or like, oh, I think I missed about three seasons somewhere of story that was supposed to go here. So, but this is like such a typical anime that it like, it checks all the boxes. It's like high school kids, check. Giant sword, check. Orange hair, check. Girls in school girl outfits, check. You know, monsters, check. You know, and like, you know. Orange hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People in, uh, you know, Futuristic, Get me an orange film, yes. an orange hair movie. <laughs> People yeah. in futuristic samurai outfits, check. Okay, <laughs> so it literally checked all the boxes. And uh, I will say this: it's like it, it is subtitled, but my son, who's ten, loved it. You know, it was one of those movies where it wasn't ultra violent. It mm. wasn't. It was like a, a kind of a fun father sonny type movie where it's you know it's got action, monsters, high school kids, giant swords, and they're like, okay, well then. They're on board. That's all you really... You really only need three of those things to get a 10-year-old boy on board. But if you have five, they're going to watch the whole thing. (laughs) So so it was... um, You know, it was also one of those movies like, well, I I think there's a plot and we might have missed some things here. There's something about... You know, they, they, they make these weird references to like, well, there's a soul society where your soul goes when you die. And then the hollows eat the souls. They're the monsters. And then... The Reapers have the power to stop the house. Like, it's all these weird Harry Potter rules that go into this movie that you don't really need to pay attention to. Mm. And, uh, you know, just enjoy it with your 10-year-old boy. And that's that's it. it. Yeah, He doesn't care about the rules. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was, you know, as far as like, because these movies are all really low budget, too. It's like, you know, and especially the special effects suffer probably the most. Um, But it was fun. It was a low budget, you know, you know, action-y, monster-y. Teenagery type movie, so it was it was definitely one of the better streaming movies on uh, um, on Netflix. But what was interesting too is like I think that might have been um, one of my son's first like subtitled movies. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's interesting. Like well, you yeah. know, other other countries make movies. Get used to reading every once yeah. in a while and while you watch a movie. Throw him. Didn't bother him at all. No, and he read mm. everything too because he was like, you know, is that the hollow? I'm like oh, you only would have known it was a hollow if you were reading underneath. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't bother him. You know, a lot of a lot of videos on YouTube now have that that thing enabled where you could you have to read what's mm-hmm. happening. You think maybe his eyes are getting trained? I think that? so. Yeah, I think I think, it, I, I think compared to when the, we were ten, I think all the kids are. Yeah. They're getting trained for um, you know to work in the data mines when they get older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, I think for sure there's an indoctrination going on. Uh, so all right. <laughs> Chris, this nice, positive, suburban dad that every once in a while just goes so apocalyptic. It's so fantastic. I just love that. Your son's going to be working at a dad of mine. Yeah. Right. Sure. When the Terminators run the planet? Yeah, exactly. There'll be a place for him. There you go. Have fun, kids. Yep. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Mm -hmm. You get special glasses. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have some Patreon supporters at our $50 ad level you How can check it? out. Um, Johnny Rulon, back again promoting his novel titled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And uh, our favorite charity, the Audacity Performing Arts Project. Uh, they produce after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and low-performing schools. 
Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at audacityperformingarts.com. Support the kids. That's audacityperformingarts.com. Because they're going to be working in data yeah, mines. Yeah, so let them have some music when they can. Uh, <laughs> and this is uh, from Chris Parker Howard. Coffee Over Suicide is a dramedy podcast about choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find more at randomify.com. R-A-N-D-U-M-B-I-F-Y. I would be a guest on that show if they let me drink green tea. <laughs> green Not tea over suicide? Guy. Yeah. Really? You know what? I'll, I'll bet they might be able to bend the rules for that. You know, it's right. still a breakfast beverage. It is. Yes, it's, it's still okay. I had a cup of it this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. So I think it still counts. Um, and Alice Frazier, our, um, our comedian friend from Australia and co-host of the Bugle podcast and host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The shows were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April of 2018 with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. So to find that, Google Alice Frazier Trilogy for more info. Yes, yeah, so these are all great stuff. This mm-hmm. Support all this stuff. This is really cool podcast to listen to and performing wow. arts. I'm going to look into that charities. binaural microphone. Yeah, yes. so what it does, it's sort of like a... V, it's uh, From what my understanding of yeah. it, it's like the way they do VR in the sense of mm. you're picking up the whole audience. Cause a lot of, t- you know, you, we obviously you've yeah. done special. So yeah. you, the, the mic, the, the comedian's mic is the hottest. And then you pick up a little bit of the crowd yeah. where this is more like oh. you, if you were sitting in the audience, like you could hear somebody laugh behind you while you're wearing headphones, oh. like things. Oh, like that's that. cool. Yeah, it's got this really cool effect of like you being in the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Good for her. And man. Then, that's awesome. You get a binaural microphone sponsor. We should. <laughs> so, oh. And uh, we got some trailers. Oh, mm. yeah. Now, uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I, this was the kind of movie like Disney. I'm like, I'm surprised it took this long to make another Mary Poppins movie because it was such a huge mega hit. It was a that, significant uh, part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, this, you know, if, you know, if we're remaking every single animated movie as live action, I think, why not? Why wouldn't we do this one uh, earlier? The director is Rob Marshall. So. Oh, yeah. Because the original, here we go. Here's for you guys to watch. Mm-hmm. I honestly nice can't remember why we did most of this stuff to begin with. Don't you remember that kite? We used to love flying that with mother and father. Those days are long behind me. Mm, adults have lost their magic. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Guy from Hamilton, check. That's why I live and breathe. I was blowing the coast and I got caught on a nanny. Mary. Poppins, you came back. You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really? One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I taught you better. brings you here after all this time? Same thing that brought me the first time. I've come to look after the bank's children. Us? Oh, yes, you too. We're about to lose our home. Everything's fallen to pieces since your mother. There's got to be a banker subplot here somewhere. I miss Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. Good thing you come along when you did, Mary Poppins. How'd you do that? 
Do what? So you've been off filling the children's heads with stuff and nonsense. You've forgotten what it's like to be a child. What am I listening to? Oh, Dick, fantastic. Everything is possible. I figured they had to put him in somewhere. Impossible. I'm not going to pull a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Off we go. Okay, but it's going to be my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's two people in this room right now. We'll definitely be seeing that movie when it comes out. <laughs> you know what? I might, I might yep, actually yep. see that film because I do, I do love the, the original mm-hmm. um, and blanking on the name of the, the famous actress that was in it. Uh, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. That and Sound of Music... Mm-hmm. Are the, the the like Julie Andrews had a profound impact on my childhood yeah. with that and musicals and musicals. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> <make them>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so and that was one of those things you would watch every year at Christmas because they would put right. it on TV and well, only one of them had Nazis in it. Only one of them had Nazis, <laughs> and uh, I can't. This actually, yeah. Sometimes I'm not in favor of these reimaginings, but then I'm mm. like, well, you know what. And they're not, it doesn't look to me like they're jamming it full of too much CG. Right, exactly. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. saying, well, this is the only way to, re- to redo something is to just yeah, just pull it, push too much special effects in it. And Rob guys... Marshall was a great choice for director because mm-hmm. he's done a bunch of really good musicals. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that, you know, every once in a while you go, what? But that director choice makes perfect sense. I was going to say, when I, speaking <clears throat> of CG, CGI, like when I was a kid, I liked The Incredible Hulk. And then when they changed to the Hulk and it's like CG, I didn't like it. But maybe it's because I'm comparing it to the original. Do you, the Lou Ferrigno one? Yes. I like that when the guy, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Then he's like a bodybuilder. And I just, to me, my son, he thinks it's okay, but he doesn't, he does, he does not like it. He likes the modern Hulk. I think part it's of it. It's hard to go back. Yeah, it's hard to go back. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, I like it when that spaceship had strings attached. Son. Yeah. You know. But I, I think that is true. There is something about like our age group that grew up on some mm-hmm. really inventive yeah. practical effects. Yes. And we all, I mean, I know for me, I, I was, I, I'm so, I'm, I don't do it as much anymore because they're just so prevalent. But mm. in the 90s and the early 2000s, I was like, yeah, that's a computer. That's a computer. right. I, I, mm. It would take me out mm. of it. Because it was yeah. bad CG effects. Yes. Because it, yeah. it was at the infancy where it was like, oh, right. well, that looks like a, a video game. Yeah. You know, now they don't even look like they're on the set together. So, all right. All right. Next one yeah. is wildlife. Mm. Here we go. Uh, Little Jake Gyllenhaal action. Jakey J. Mm-hmm. Johnny Jake Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be a Jake. God. I'm Period piece. <laughs> Troubled guy in a crew cut. Yeah. And also he's squatting a lot, so you know he's going to explode in another scene coming up. You lied to me. There it is. Yeah. He literally just exploded sometimes. I like the, I like the music. Yeah. Nice sunset. He's been out of work before, and he always finds his way. Down deep inside of me. I can't believe Paul oh. Dano directed it. It's like, I'm going to be creepy behind the camera this time. <laughs> you said your love was true. 
Carrie Mulligan does look and good. And we've really never, ever part. Guy with a cigar, he must be the banker from Mary Poppins. So you hurt me <laughs> like nobody else could ever do. If you've got a better plan for me, tell me. I wouldn't. So I'm guessing family drama, period piece. It's like she sleeps with a rich man because Jake can't get a job. That's my guess. I think that's a pretty good guess. But I like the idea of Paul Dano directing because he's... Yeah, yeah, he's got an eye for sure. Like, you know, you could tell in his acting, like he he makes interesting choices. Like, you know, if he translates that to directing, mm. it could be a really interesting film. And I bet you he, you know, obviously he's going to know how to talk to his actors. Yeah. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. So that looks interesting to me. You know, I'm sure there was some feedback from like Jake Gyllenhaal. Was like, hey, when you direct me, could you just be a little less creepy? Don't go <laughs> behind me. And go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, find your yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, just send the AD to do that. <laughs> but this, you know, we're we're finally getting into Oscar season. This yep. looks like this is going to be an Oscar push. This is an IFC Oscar push for sure, yeah. and it's also is like uh, you know the the, the marketing um, campaign has already been created. It's like all right. This is for Oscars. This is for Independent Spirit Awards. Yep. This is for SAG. Mm. This is yeah. This is where we're going with this film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, all right. All right, and talk about DVDs and Blu-rays, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, again, low expectations for this film, and um, it was just awful. It was, you know, if you're going to put dinosaurs <laughs> in a movie, don't have them auctioned off in a house for half the film. It was mm-hmm. so such a letdown considering yeah. the trailer looked great. The mm-hmm. one prior to it was a lot of fun. And again, it was that thing we talked about. Yeah, I didn't go in with big expectations for a Jurassic movie. right. Just mm-hmm. dinosaurs running around yeah, eating yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, what what we expect, and yeah. you know what we're gonna get. And uh, you know, it just had like it went in these weird directions of like, uh, you know, okay, we're on the island first, but now why are we in this, you know, this mansion for so long? And uh, you know, okay, a couple <laughs> dinosaurs yeah. escaped, and then the final scenes are like, uh, oh well, dinosaurs have taken over the planet; they're everywhere now. But only like eight got out of the mansion. How yeah, did it was that like happen? Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe dinosaurs reproduce like rabbits. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interspecies, yeah. whatever. Eight of them get out, um, and the yeah. world goes crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, and the other movie on DVD, Blu-ray, is Damsel. And I didn't know. I didn't see this. This is a uh, a western that's um, supposed to be, you know, fairly decent. But it was one of those movies too. Not a large marketing budget. Kind of came and went, but. Oh. Uh, you know about a a couple's kind of you know travel out west and what they encounter and their, their adventures. Yeah, yeah. So was it good? Uh, I did not see it, but oh. it was one of those movies that like kind of interested in. Although there's another western coming up that's coming out theatrically that looks good too. So I don't know if there's that one? a revival of westerns yeah. or what's going on. But uh, um, before we talk about that, I want to mention this um, for the Comedy Film Nerds website. If those of you guys that go to the website. Um, we've been having some technical issues with it for uh, the last couple months, and uh, we got Brian Wolfman on the job. The and, Lobo. Uh, yeah, and um, everything looks good and is working again. So now the player is working, so you could just go to the site, let's say, like, I don't like iTunes. I'm not going to subscribe there, or I don't like any 
podcast players. I don't like my own voice. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> like my phone. I'd rather listen to a podcast on a website. So you can. So uh, now you all you have to do is hit play. Now you're. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the player is up. The um, you know you can always enjoy Neil's articles. You know he's posting like multiple times a week. With uh, he actually has a great uh, review of Mandy, the Nicolas Cage movie. That's really good. You want to check that out. And the weekly film news. And also most important, we've been trying to get these fixed for months and months and months. They are finally done. We want to welcome all you guys back to the Comedy Film Nerds message board. Yay! Yeah. So uh, check it out. And you guys can be our beta testers and let us know if they're still not working. But we got the green light that they are. So check them out. You know, kick the tires. Try you know, to get them to, uh, you know, post a couple things. And we're sorry for and, those uh, tech issues because I know yeah. a lot of you like those message boards. And we like having them up there. Yeah. And, and we just run on a shoestring. So we don't always get to everything in a timely manner. But thank you for your patience. Yes. And, you know, support us uh, at Patreon and or 20 bucks a year, whatever you want to do. And we can get shit fixed faster. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get shit yeah. fixed faster. That's true. Um, so in premiering this week, we'll, we'll start with the other Western, though, is the, the Sisters Brothers. This mm. is a, uh, you know, I saw the trailer for this movie, and I'm honestly not sure what to think of it. Like, we had a couple, uh, at least one guest come in here and said it was really good. Mm. They saw, like, a screening of it, and uh, it's going to be a really fun um, movie, I think. And uh, I don't know, though. It's like, you know, John C. Riley is a assassin. I'm like, I'm like, okay. If it's a comedy, that makes sense to me. All right. But but then I'm watching the trailer, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, is it a comedy? Like, you know, there's a couple yeah. funny lines or funny scenes, but then the rest, I think they're kind of playing as a straight Western. So it's one of those movies that the trailer is not doing it any favors. Mm-hmm. So, Which, to me, mm-hmm. probably means it's a really cool movie that doesn't quite fit into any genre. Right. And the studio marketing team that handles these trailers doesn't know what to do with it that that could very well I be think that because that, that's what it looks like yeah anytime yeah. you get these mm-hmm. movies that don't quite make sense mm-hmm. they're interesting they're innovative they cross you know uh genres and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do because like well is it a western or is it a comedy well it's right, a little right. bit of both yeah, but right. it's got dramatic scenes yeah, yeah. that's okay yeah, yeah but and oh that, we can only do one trailer though yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They also play so, sports in it, damn yeah. it. <laughs> what do we do? Is it a rom-com? Yeah. <laughs> so, and the other movie is Fahrenheit 11.9. This is the next uh, Michael Moore movie about the Trump presidency. Mm. Um, the thing about Michael Moore movies is that you, no one's going into that movie going, wow, <laughs> this is nothing like I thought it would be. You know? <laughs> it's, my Twitter it's, feed come to life. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no. it's very specific. Like, you know, you're either watching it because you're a right winger that wants to get angry, or you're a uh, you know you're a liberal that likes watching your your own views reinforced. Like there's not going to be any you know critical analysis or or you know multiple sides of any issues. This is going to be you know this is this is liberal porn, or uh, yeah. you know you're gonna, you're you're a conservative like you know what I'm in too good a mood today. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> see a Michael Moore movie and get angry and then um, blow up Twitter. So. And the next movie is The House with a Clock in Its Walls. This is the uh, uh, the kids' movies, the Jack Black. Yeah, I think Kate Blanchett is Kate in Blanchett it. Kate Blanchett is yeah. in it. And uh, this is like the Harry Potter ripoff movie. And what's interesting is like it's based on a book. I read this book as a kid. It's the book is like a slow moving ghost story. It's not a mansion filled with monsters and secrets mm-hmm. and surprises. So uh, it makes me wonder, like, well, why even buy the rights to the book? I mean, right. you're not you're not even following the story. What's the point? Just uh, 
Um, so I really felt like, you know, we need, a, we need another Harry Potter franchise, but we can't call it Harry Potter. So, uh, <laughs> well, we already bought the rights to this book. Can we just kind of, you know, put this together somehow? So I'm afraid it's going to be that kind of like mess of like, mm. uh, you know, you know we're, we're trying to fit elements of the book. We're trying to fit Harry Potter elements in. We're trying to, mm. you know, put extra CG monsters in it and pumpkins and whatever <laughs> and, uh, and make the kid look like a hero. So, and make Jack Black and Kate Blanchett funny. So I, I really feel like this kind of has this weird mix of like competing elements so i don't know how good it's gonna be it's like five my or kids si- want to see it so i'll probably end up seeing it so what we'll see <laughs> five or six of these mm. movies come out a year yes mm-hmm. that aren't harry potter right or lord mm-hmm. of the rings right right and but they're just uh, sort of kind of like them <laughs> yes yes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 they're um you know they let's say they share uh cg assets <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, well, it's a kid's Game of Thrones. <laughs> they, have mm-hmm. the same, they have access to the same drive. Yeah, of, yeah, of pretty much. It's like, yeah, all right. Dumb down the effects for this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, that folks, is our show. 434, lock mm-hmm. it down. Darren Carter, where can people find you online or live shows? What do you got, oh, uh, what my, you got coming up? Oh, well, I'll tell you right now. My Instagram is official Darren Carter. Uh, I love Instagram. Uh, YouTube channel is Darren Carter. My podcast is called Pocket Party. Uh, what else? Uh, that's about it. Um, I'm at the. Uh, if you're in Fresno, if you're in the Fresno area, the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's my hometown. That's why I'll be there. Uh, we're doing a show in Clovis at the Chico's. I'll be there, and also October fourth, I'll be in Solvang at the Veterans Memorial Hall. October fourth. Other than that, go to my website. Isn't or, there a piece yeah. of Anderson's near there? Yes, there is. <laughs> On the way there, I'm going to go there. I love road these. trip, road yeah. trip. <laughs> but my uh, pocket party podcast. I'd love to have you guys check it out. And what's your website? Yeah, DarrenCarter.com. Dude, check them yeah. out. Check them out. Um, it's great, great having you on the show, man. Really appreciate man, it. it was thank great you. To... I live in Burbank, and this was like a great commute to get to. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was... And you doubled up. You got to do two podcasts That's in one right. day. That's Punch what I was doing. You walk through the doors of ATC. Yes. Yeah. Someone's yeah. going to snatch you up for something. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just want to say this Saturday is the state the first ever Stay in Your Lane comedy show. Come for the comedy. Stay for the bowling. That's yeah, awesome. With Jim Bruce. Yeah, right? Jim Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira Sultanovich couldn't do it. Uh, she got a corporate gig, but Amy Miller, who's been on the show, is going to oh, do great. it. Sam Tripoli, who's mm-hmm. been on. That's so cool. Where do you guys do play? Where is it? It's the Corbin Bowl in Tarzana, oh. and they've got this cool little lounge. And my friend, she works there, and she's like, "Graham, we have this lounge we never use." And I was like, "Let's start doing a comedy show." So it's ten bucks. The drinks and appetizers are three dollars, and you get free bowling shoe rental when you buy a comedy ticket. Oh man, that's, that's a the good night deal. Pays for itself. So it's a bunch of there's like six comics. Everyone's doing fifteen minute sets. You're seeing mm. really top right like comics for 10 bu- I mean you can you can be in and out of there for $20 and have a great night right mm-hmm. parking's free the whole shot mm-hmm. so that's September 22nd um, go to grandmelwood.com mm-hmm. also October 4th I'll be at the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica and then uh, in November Ron Placone and I are going out to do another progressive comedy tour November 2nd Sacramento November 3rd in San Francisco all those are at GrahamElwood.com. great oh, we do want to mention too we'll be doing another live comedy film nerds performance in uh, Albuquerque uh, for the all things comedy festival we just don't know which date yet Phoenix yes, yes that's what I meant yeah, Phoenix, like, Albuquerque. Yeah. When the fuck did this? Yeah. I was like, "What are you talking about?" We're skyping in from Albuquerque. We're driving to, to yeah, Phoenix yes. to Skype in. It's a weird. It's a weird festival. I don't get it. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all. Have you, you know, have... that's where they're putting us up, which is weird. Yes. <laughs> they're putting us up in Albuquerque. Yeah. Wow. That's a cheaper gig. Yeah. I got, I got a question. In, in, in all the years of your podcast, have you guys? 
Uh, have you watched a movie with your listeners? Like, hey, we're all yes. going to meet on this date. And Absolutely. That's we, so cool. We've done a couple. Um, like, how does that work? You guys. We make yeah. them pay for it. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, you <laughs> talk to the movie theater first and go, hey, we want to. No, no, we don't, we don't make it that formal. We just like randomly show up. Okay, guys. We, we do it a number of different ways. Sometimes yeah. we just, I know sometimes you've just tweeted for like a, a meetup oh, okay. when you're on the road. Yeah. And then other times we make it like a special event, like if we're doing a Kickstarter or something. Yeah. And then you record an episode with us after we see the movie with you. So uh, we do. We do. Where do you record the podcast? Like in a movie? Like like the restaurant? Like you know, the ArcLight has the restaurant next to the. So even though there's background ambiance, you still have like ten or eleven listeners all around you, or something, or just one. One or just Just one. one. Yeah, that's a special. That's a special reward. Oh, 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 I see. (laughs) see. (laughs) We've done some really informal just meetups. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. After Podfest last mm-hmm. year, we just mm-hmm. said everyone and I think a half a dozen people met and we watched a movie. Yep, that's then, so then cool. Those two. They're fun too. They're they're especially good on the road because that's like the places where you know people that couldn't get to LA Podfest or yeah. couldn't see an LA show, like yeah. you know we can kind of hang out and meet the fans there in different places. Dude, that's so, so that's fun. really cool. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, so the, we're going to All Things Comedy Festival yes. is in Phoenix. Yes, in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> um, and it's the end of October. Mm-hmm. And as we get, they're just putting the, the schedule together. The schedule yeah. together. As we get our schedule, we'll let you know. Well, if which you're is, yeah. Come out, that festival, we did it last year. It was a blast. So much fun. ATC, it was, yeah. it was a blast. So come out. If you're, on in, a good fest. if you're in Phoenix or in the area or want to come, mm-hmm. you should come for that festival because it's great. And I do want to mention, since this is dropping today on Tuesday, there's only two days left on the... Um, the Kickstarter that we mentioned, Jackie's mm-hmm. next, uh, um, the Comics Comics Kickstarter, all the comedians doing uh, the anthology with Pat Oswald. So that's only got like two days left. It's uh, it's getting closer to its goal. So you know, it's six bucks. Throw in if you can. And uh, I know Jackie was putting posts like, put the rest of the money in so I could make a comic. So <laughs> let Jackie make a comic. Yeah, let Jackie make a comic. So um, all right. well, that's our episode, Darren mm-hmm. Carter. Thank you so much thank again. Thank you very much, guys. What a treat. Thank um, you. Really appreciate you jumping in, and everybody here at All Things Comedy, Aaron Brungarn on the ones and twos. Thank you so much. And my name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. Ooh. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.